Warning. This podcast may contain spoilers from whatever TV show or movie is mentioned. Please listen at your own discretion. Welcome to Viewers Anonymous. Yo, yo, what's going on? I am Scoots Bronson. And I am S. Foster. And this is the Viewers Anonymous podcast. What's going on with you, Brody? Man, I like I told you earlier, like I'm kind of feeling empty and full at the same time. Mm-hmm. But, you know what I'm saying? I'm not going to dwell on a lot of that stuff, man. It's just been things that I'm working on off the, uh, you know, behind the scenes, but I'm excited for this emergency episode, though, man. This is yeah, this, man. This is gonna be fun, man. But how you feeling, man? Um, I ain't gonna lie, man. I'm feeling flabbergasted. Ah, oh, damn, not flabbergasted. You don't hear that a lot. Yeah, let me tell you something, man. I just found out two things that I never knew in my life. Oh shit! First, and, first and foremost, I never knew that Venus Williams was a virgin. Fuck out of here, man. Listen. She said that she's a virgin, right? But also, I never knew she was thick. She she was like that. She was like that slim thick. I just found out. So listen, I you know what I'm saying I was looking at the Instagram post, and you know her and Serena was in the picture together, and it was mm-hmm. at some award show or whatever. So you know what I'm saying I look and I'm like, man, that's Venus Williams. I ain't seen her in a minute. So you know what I'm saying I click on her Instagram, get the looking, and I was like, wow. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was, I was like, wow. So I, I learned, you know, saying some things about Venus Williams this week. So I was like, that's pretty interesting. That is, that yeah. that is. I, I've, I've, well, I've never thought, even thought about her sex life. I guess you just always assume. Well, I seen that on that one mean? of her posts. She was doing an interview, and it that was brought up. Cause you know how like now with Instagram, like you don't it don't have to be your post, but it'll still show up on your feed if they tag you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was that. So like whatever interview she was in, they had tagged her and like that had came up. And I guess they was talking to her about it or whatever. She was like, "Yeah, I've never, you know, what I'm saying this." She said she's been in like relationships and shit, but she's never like actually had sex. And I was like, "Wow!" But I was like, "Yo, that's crazy!" Like to think, you know, what I'm saying she done been around the world like multiple times. And like she ain't never found a dude that she, you know, wanted to give. I'm like, that's crazy. Or, or gave it to. That's wild. Yeah, that is so, that is salute to Venus yeah. Williams, man. That is flabbergasting. Yeah, I'm like that's yeah. crazy because I'm like, yo, like she's literally been like she's been famous since she was what 13, 14 years old, something like that. You know what I'm saying? Like she's she's been famous for like she she like was like LeBron famous. I don't know about LeBron famous, but Come on, I mean man. in that world. I mean in the in the yeah, tennis, tennis world, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, in, in that world, yeah. No, like that pop culture too. Yeah, but like LeBron was man, that dude was a different animal. And, but this is the thing. I think maybe because there is a little age gap because like Venus has got to be around like 45, somewhere up in there. Probably. Or, but like me and LeBron the same age. Yeah. And so I think what it was was just with me, because like my dad used to get like Sports Illustrated and shit, mm-hmm. you know, and I had that magazine <clears throat> when I was on the cover. You yeah. know what I mean? So it was like I've been hearing about this dude, you know, you basically since I was sixteen. No, yeah, you know I, trust me, I know. I, I was. In I mean, but you in Ohio dude. though? Yeah, that's what, <laughs> I mean, I'm in the same state as dude. I mean, I'm here, and it's like. Yeah, who, who, like who the fuck is this dude? But see, that's what I'm saying. Like I remember like being younger, bro, and hearing about. Venus Williams. See, not, not I mean, not really me. Like I, I, I guess because I really didn't follow tennis like that. But yeah. like, but see, like I said, I used to get the Sports Illustrated joints, and mm-hmm. like, dude, like I remember, I remember knowing about Dirk before he even came over here. Like I had, right. I had a picture of Dirk in his German uniform on yeah. my wall. You know what I'm saying? So, like, even like people like him, and like, the wild thing is, I, I guess. I don't know. And as much as I used to watch ESPN, I guess I just never really zoomed in on it. Like, paid attention to be honest with you. I don't know, yeah. man. Like, because I remember, like, when she was, like, fresh into the game, like, she was young. 
I'm saying 14, but I think she maybe had been maybe like 16. But I remember yeah. like when she was younger, younger, like she had the beads. She had the, you know what I'm saying, the little skirt and everything. Like she was real skinny and she was whooping everybody. And then Serena came and then Serena beat her. And then like it was just Serena's game from there on out. But like I remember Venus like early on because she used to have like the neon green beads. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So like because that's why that's how I remember Venus. Like she always had the beads in her hair. You know, saying on the tennis court, or whatever. But I remember, like, when I don't know if y'all used to have like the Sports Illustrated for kids that used to come to the school, the Scholastic joints. Uh, yeah, yeah, I like remember paper those. magazines. Like, she yeah. used to always be in them. So that's what I'm saying. Like, that's where I. Rem- that's how I remember Venus Williams. That's why I said, like, man, I ain't heard from her like in a long time. But yeah, that's it. Was just interesting to you know what I'm saying hear about that. You know, what I'm saying her uh, her lifestyle choices and. You know, figuring out that tennis does a body good. I mean, man, listen, we, I, I mean, I'm not going down that road. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Man, listen, so since you don't want to go there, man, that's cool. Speaking of bodies, man, let's talk about one of the nicest bodies um, ever to don a leather outfit and the new um, DC movie, The Batman. Shout out to Zoe Kravitz. She was looking very nice. Uh, in this movie, man. You there she was. There she was. Uh, but you surprising. know, we all, yeah, it it is kind of surprising because like the way that she dressed, like she she don't really dress seductive. Um, yeah, even yeah. she had a show. She had a show on um yeah, on Hulu a couple of years ago. Um, she had to join on Showtime too, didn't she? She might have. I didn't watch that though. I watched it, the one. Might have been Lisa Bonet. I watched the one on Hulu. It was called, yeah. I think it was High Fidelity, I think. Mm. And um, so it was like a, a show that she was a star of, but mm-hmm. she was really like, it was it was her. Like yeah. She dressed in the baggy clothes, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. She wore the, you know what I mean? So you really don't really see her like yeah. that. Yeah. You know, she really don't really dress like that. So it was interesting seeing her like that. I was just disappointed. I wasn't mad at the outfit. Mm-hmm. I was just mad at the headwear. It was just like, Y'all couldn't put any more. Like y'all ran out of budget. Y'all just got you know a regular Scully. You said that. You said that, and I agreed with you until I rewatched it. And I ain't gonna lie, I was I was alright with the with the ski mask joint, bro. I thought that was kind of you know what I'm saying. That was kind of fly. I guess because when well, the first person that I thought of was Michelle Pfeiffer. When, mm-hmm. when, you know when she played it, and the way that they did hers. I thought that that was kind of dope, but I guess it was, you know, for, for the nineties, that was really dope. Like that, mm-hmm. like that, that one stood out more than the, the, the Catwoman movie. Like the one that, uh, no, Holly Berry had. Yeah, yeah. I just think that it, I just felt like it stood out and yeah. I felt like this one didn't really stood out, but stand out. But, the, but when you say that though, I feel like this one felt like more hood, I guess. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's like it's like, like dude, yeah. you can you can buy that. You know what I'm saying? But that's like, what I'm saying. Like that's what made it so dope because it's like, first and foremost, right? We talking about Catwoman. We ain't talking about like a a, a criminal, like a, a super criminal. We talking about like Catwoman. She's a cat burglar. Like so, you would expect her to have a ski mask, and then like the ski mask had like the little pointy tops, like the cat and everything, like. It yeah, was dope. It did a little bit. Yeah. 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 And like, like it I what never made sense to me was how Catwoman had a suit and she wasn't like a, a like a villain villain. Well, I, she was never necessary. well, I, well, Michelle Pfeiffer one. No, she Catwoman was. is dead. Well, originally she was a villain. Yeah. Yeah, she like, but like it's, now, it's like just recently they start making her a love interest to Batman. Exactly, yeah. and, you know, because they did that. They did that with Michelle Pfeiffer. They did it with uh, with uh, Anne Hathaway. And mm-hmm. Lilla, we talked about the Anne Hathaway um when we did the Dark Knight Fire. series. Fire and like yeah, yeah, she killed, she killed it. But also at the same time, I think that with hers because she had the, just the, the joint over her face. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So. But at the same time, I think what was what was uh, fire about hers because it was so funny. I mean, you talked about this was people were saying that they didn't feel that she was sexy enough to to be like Catwoman. 
Well, you and gotta blame re- you gotta blame Eartha Kitt for that. Okay, you going way back. I, I was gonna say, well, the last Catwoman that we saw on the big screen mm-hmm. was Holly Berry. I mean, yeah, but to me, like, if you so if you ever go back and watch like the '60s Batman show, like that was Eartha Kitt's whole thing. Like, she was the the sexy, sultry, you know, what I'm saying villainous. So, like, then that's why that's why I was saying like it was it's been re- it's like recently they made her and Batman a love interest. Because I mean, they made her Batman's love interest because in the '60s show, she would try to come on to Batman like when she had him trapped, and he like wouldn't be at her. Mm-hmm. So you know what I'm saying? Like, and it's like it's really just recently like they made Batman like this billionaire playboy, like because before that he wasn't that. Yeah, dude so was just... like dude was like this re- like stickler recluse who just like had all this money. Nobody really ever seen him. And then, like, at night, he would just go beat up on innocent people. Well, not innocent people, but he would go beat up on um, – basically, he was bullying niggas. Yeah. Yeah. But – So, oh, go, go ahead. I'm fine. No, no. I, I was just going to say that, like, it didn't really seem like this one, mm-hmm. he was really the, the playboy. Like, even though – Definitely not, him, yeah. Yeah, even, even though him and Selena Cow kind of had, like, a little thing, mm-hmm. it was like – she was the one that was kind of she was pushing up on him, really. Mm-hmm. Like he wasn't really, but then it wasn't like a situation like, and I'll let you get to your point, it wasn't like in the dark night where he bought the uh uh that whole Russian team that was supposed to do that play. Mm-hmm. And like he and he the was out on the boat. Yeah. yeah, yeah, the ballerina squad, like, yeah, he wasn't doing no shit like that. Like that was to the well, extreme playboy shit. Okay, so like for me, right? Like, and for people who don't know what we're talking about, if you if you just clicked on this and didn't pay attention to the title, we talking about the new newly yeah newly released the Batman movie starring Robert Pattinson, Colin Farrell, Zoe Kravitz, um, and a host of other people. Um, who else is in this? Jeffrey Wright. Yeah, Jeffrey Wright. I'm I can't believe I forgot him. Um, my fault. But Jeffrey Wright. Salute to him. Uh. John Eterno. Nah, I'm that ain't he he's a, a big name, but we don't really know him like that. Nah, but what about you do, Andy? I can't say his last name. Was it Sir Circus? Whatever. Oh, Cirque? Andy Circus, yeah. Dude, he he's yeah, he uh, played Alfred. He's, yeah, yeah, but he also man, he's he's my dude from Black Panther, man. Yeah, yeah, uh, he played uh Claw. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I thought that was interesting, man, to see him in there, yo. I didn't yeah, know he played sure. Alfred. So that was dope to see that. Yeah, man. So, um, yeah, but um, I thought it was an interesting approach the way they took it too because I think they kind of stole a little bit from the Superman storyline, like in a in a way she was like Lois Lane and then he was Superman, like because you know, like in in some of the storylines, Lois Lane falls in love with Superman. She don't fall in love with Clark Kent because she don't really yeah. know his identity yet. So in this one. It was kind of that, you know what I'm saying? Like, she fell in love with Batman. She ain't fell in love with Bruce Wayne because she ain't know that he was Bruce Wayne. Yeah. So, you know, for that, I thought that was an interesting take on it. Um, but initially watching this, I thought it was I thought it was pretty good. I was very impressed um, with them doing this and making it almost three hours and making it a, a, a decent three-hour movie to watch, right? Because mm-hmm. it's not – it's not one of those movies to where you have the the super villain. It's not one of those movies to where you have like super action packed scenes. It's maybe like one or two good action scenes in this movie. Every now and then you'll have one where you know, so like you'll see him fighting, but it's not that good of a scene. But it's like one or two scenes in there where it's like, oh, this is this is beautifully shot. Like the scene where um, they going down the hallway looking for him. And then it's dark. It get dark, and then he's fighting. But as they fighting, all you see is the gunshots going off. Yeah, that that's was, that's that my favorite good. scene in the movie. I, yeah. I, to me, that was the best shot scene in the movie. That's my favorite scene in the movie. I thought that was super dope for them to put that in there. But um, it's pretty much a uh, quick synopsis. It's pretty much just the story of um, Batman in an early time. It seemed like he just getting started. Um, he's already gained the trust of. Um, James Gordon. Uh, I'm 
trying to think what else, what else, what else. Oh, he's um he's basically just showing off his detective skills. He don't really have the battering and all the the proper, you know what I'm saying, bat tools yet. He got a very, very dope Batmobile, which I thought they did a great job with the Batmobile. Um, and then <clears throat> he's basically finding out about um Falcone and uh his the link that Falcone has with his father. Uh and basically he's fighting the Riddler, who is like this weird like BDSM costume dude, which I thought was I didn't I didn't like the costume for the Riddler. I can't lie, but interesting thing though, they did take the glasses that Jim Carrey had in the in the one movie, mm-hmm. and those were the same. Like that was an homage. Those are the same glasses that the Riddler had in this one. I thought that was pretty cool. But outside of that though, I I wasn't really like impressed with the Riddler. I was really I was I. I... I think that this was the best portrayal of the Riddler that I've seen. Um, that I've seen, like the only ones that I've seen, um, I seen the one stupid one with Jim Carrey. I thought it was it was too. I, I wasn't it a was, fan of that Riddler. Yeah, it was, it was way too funny. And then the so other Riddler that I've seen, um, I used to watch that show on Fox Gotham. Um, yeah. Which I don't know what happened to Gotham. Um, but anyway, I, that really was cool. Yes. Uh, the actor did a good job, but yes. I just like the. The demeanor of the Riddler in this one, I, li- mm-hmm. I like this one a little bit better. And yeah, the face thing was kind of funny, but I think the way that they did this one was like it seemed like all of the costumes, and even when it came down to uh, the motorcycle, the the Batmobile, all that type of shit, everything seemed more realistic, seemed yeah, more easier to be. Because it's like when you look at the Dark Knight, it's like yo, like what the fuck was he right? Doing wheels. Was like the that size of like, in a tank, <laughs> and that tank turned into a motorcycle. It was just like, Thanks. what the fuck, yo? So, I like, mean, but that's some to me. That's that's some Batman stuff, though. It is, but like to see this one, it's like, okay, this is just a regular motorcycle, dude. Like it really is, yeah. And like, then like the even the, <laughs> even the car. I think I think it was. I think it was a, a, a old Dodge Challenger. I think it looked like it. A Charger, it no, like no, a Charger. Up, yeah, it looked like a souped-up Dodge. Was, it was a souped-up. I think it was a Charger. So mm-hmm. it just seemed like it, it's more, it's more easy to relate to it. Mm-hmm. And I thought that this Riddler, when we found out the backstory of why he felt the way that he felt, it's like, yo, like I can, I can fuck with this. Like, yeah, you got to be a little crazy to go this deep into it. Because how he was portrayed as this orphan child when he had a butler and a whole motherfucking mansion, and this dude was really an orphan, and it's just like, but Bruce Wayne gets all the, you know, what I'm saying, all the attention from being um, this dude that was considered to be an orphan. It was like I felt like what he was. I felt like what, what he was fighting for, the Riddler, what he was fighting for was to not only expose Batman, but to expose like all the political figures of Gotham. And I think that his whole thing was to take down the police, take down the politicians, and to take down the Batman. And I thought that his agenda and the plan that he had was a dope-ass fucking plan. I I told you uh, after I saw it, I was like, yo, I felt that the writing was phenomenal for this movie. Well, 100%. I do, too. I do, too. I think that um the the storyline that they gave this was very interesting. First and foremost, because, you know, to it's a, it's a very hard thing to do when you have the villain as, like, a non-lethal villain. You know what I mean? Like, this is a dude who can't fight. This is a dude who can't really do too much of anything, but he's like this criminal mastermind, right? So this whole time he's springing up traps. He's setting up all these, you know, saying riddles and everything else. And he's setting up all these things for Batman to solve. Now, the only thing I didn't like, right, is was like they did the, the, like, the quintessential Batman thing. Like, dude, come up with a riddle. And it's like it takes three seconds for this nigga to solve it. That I hated. I'm like, 
where's the where's the like where's the anticipation where's the the anxiety in this movie like he was like what climbs upstairs but but can't go down the slide he was like cat and i'm like come on bro how how, who who would know that like like, there ain't no way this dude is this smart bro like come on man but apparently you know what i'm saying uh being an orphan makes you a genius in Gotham. so um yeah it was just that's the only thing that i kind of had to beef with but to use that person as the villain, right? And to take on like the newer, cause like in the newer uh comics, I know especially in like the new 52 joints, like the penguin, the Riddler, um, the Joker, uh, even Bane, like Poison Ivy, like they're more so like crime bosses, more so than they are like super villains. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like in the old Justice League joints, like these are people that he would be fighting. And really, it was weird, too, because, like, if you think about it, like, he, like, none of the Batman people was ever really in the, like, Legion of Doom mm-hmm. in the cartoon, which I'm thinking about that now. That's kind of weird. But, you know what I'm saying? Like, but these are, like, crown bosses. So, like, when you see the Penguin, the Penguin owns a nightclub, but everybody knows he's the damn Penguin. Like, this is a dude that's supposed to be a supervillain in, in the comics, you know what I'm saying? Or in the world of Batman, he's a supervillain. The Riddler, we know he's a supervillain, but he's like this maniac that's on the loose that's just causing havoc, you know what I'm saying? Like you said, on the politicians and basically the system. And then we also know the supervillain of Catwoman, but you know what I'm saying? She's a, a basically a thief, you know what I'm saying? So like like you said, they basically simplified everything down and made a great, you know what I'm saying? Like um, they made a great like crime story out of this. And then the way it was shot, it was shot in like a noir, you know what I'm saying? Like a, a old noir type um, film. So it was like, it made sense as to making, you know what I'm saying? Batman, the, the detective type instead of like the hero type in this one, because really in most of the movie, he was just solving the crime. He really wasn't even like really doing too much fighting. It was more so of him just like being the detective Batman more so than the hero Batman if that make any sense. No, it makes a lot of sense. And and, and I remember after I watched it, I texted you that. I was like, this was mm-hmm. more like, it seemed like a detective show. Yeah. And like also seeing the resistance from the other cops. Like a mm-hmm. lot of them didn't like it. Like, what is he doing in here? He's tampering yeah. with evidence. And it was like Gordon always had to defend him. You know, mm-hmm. like, look, he, he got gloves on. He, he's not tampering with the, with the evidence and all this type of shit. But at the same time, he what Gordon understood was like, I need him at these crime scenes because the Riddler is asking for him. Well, if leaving a note for him at every crime scene. Mm-hmm. So, and then he's leaving these riddles for him. And the only person that can get the answer is the Batman. Exactly. So like he needs to be in on these, uh, you know, and best basically in this investigation, like he has to be in here. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing I thought was interesting was to go back to the penguin. He wasn't even really like that guy because it. it was really yeah, Falcon. Mm-hmm. Like he, like he was, he was under him. So it was kind of like, and I think that what they did, if they're going to continue this thing, is with Falcon being out of the way. Now the penguin is basically going to fill in that spot. Yep, and I think that. What they was able to do, I think that that was very smart. Now I don't know if if Selena Kyle is gonna come back um, with him trying to clean up uh, Gotham or whatever, whatnot. But then with the Riddler end up sitting in there with um, uh, who was just sitting there with that was um the Joker, uh, the Joker. Yeah, that was a Joker that was talking to him, right? Mm-hmm. So it's, but it, this is my only thing with, with the Joker, right? It's like the Joker is obviously his, his biggest villain. Like we know this, but For at sure. the same time, what was dope about this one was them not using the Joker. I think that, I think that, now I didn't read the comics like you did, so like I don't know like a lot of the villains, but I feel like mm-hmm. they kind of need to go away 
from the Joker. I mean, even though they had the Joker in um in the Gotham joint. Yep. Um, but I just feel like we can't just keep I don't know, man. It's I don't really know what I'm trying to say, but it's just like I just felt like well, he too, he's too much of a, they, he's too much of a staple. He's too much of a staple for you not to have him, right? Like because the the best thing, and and this is why you know what I'm saying like people, you know what I'm saying we talk all the time about comics and everything, and people ask me, you know, who are some of your favorites, and I tell people all the time, well, my favorite is you know what I'm saying in DC is the Joker, and then in Marvel is Magneto. But of all time, my favorite is the Joker because he is the complete mirror of Batman. He's the t- he's the total opposite of Batman, but he's the complete mirror of Batman, right? So without Batman, he's nothing. And without him, Batman is nothing. Because if you think about it, the only thing that he wants to get Batman to do is break the one rule that Batman would never break, right? We, we already know this story. Yeah, of- kill somebody. Exactly. He wants he wants him to go above and beyond and basically lose himself. But on the flip side, Batman wants him to do the one thing that he'll never do. And that's use order. You know what I'm saying? Use use rules. The the one thing about Joker is he's complete chaos. He'll do shit for no reason. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like so so you need that with a guy who has a contingency plan for everything. Who's ten steps ahead of everything? To be his his biggest villain is a dude who at the at any given moment, you know, you might be sleep at two in the morning. He might blow up a building. You don't know what the hell dude's gonna do. So you know what I'm saying? Like they're complete opposites, but at the same time, they two sides of the same coin, basically. You know what I'm saying? Um, an interesting thing though is that the character that they show, I don't think that's the Joker. Okay, so you think they just use the voice, but they're gonna use somebody else? I think it's the Mad Hatter. Two similar characters, right? Mm-hmm. Two kind of similar characters. But what I think is they kind of gave that Joker appeal to him to throw people off because there's a couple of hints in there where like um he had like this Alice in Wonderland pin on one of the on, on, in one of the scenes that had the Mad Hatter on it. So I figure if they're going to do a sequel, then that's going to be the, you know, one of the next villains. But I think that's the Mad Hatter. I don't think that's the Joker. Because it, it, to me, and the, the version, I, I mean, the copy that I've seen, you couldn't really see it, see it. So I didn't really get to see it clearly. But to me, it just didn't really seem Joker-ish. You know what I'm saying? I feel you. I so I don't you. know. I, I I do think though it's the Mad Hatter because they both kind of got that similar, you know what I'm saying? Like foundation. It's just the Joker is just like ten times, you know what I'm saying, wilder than the Mad Hatter. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that they need the Joker. I don't think that they need him if they do a sequel to this. I think that that'd be something that they could probably use maybe after this one. Maybe if they can pull off a third one, they can use the Joker. Because I don't, yeah. I think that we've been kind of, no pun intended, jokered out at this point. Um, but to me, I like the fact that they're using that they're using characters that we don't get to see. You know what I'm saying? Like in those in these big feature films, like the last time we seen the Riddler in a big feature film was Jim Carrey, and he was basically like the evil version of uh, um, Ace Ventura. You know what I'm saying? The last time we got to see um, Two-Face was in The Dark Knight, but we didn't really get to see him really be Two-Face. But the only time we really got a chance to see like the full the full-fledged Two-Face was Tommy Lee Jones, and he was in the goofy version of Batman. So, I mean, I'm I kind of enjoy the fact that, that that we have these characters who don't necessarily have like the superpowers or the, you know what I'm saying? They they like OP'd on the on the storyline or whatever. So I kind of enjoy that. I, I don't really want to, I'm not going to lie. I really don't want to see it like a, a Joker after what they did, like with Jared Leto, which was a fail. And then the one that they did with Joaquin Phoenix, I, I'm not a huge fan of that one. Well, that one was more, <clears throat> I, I actually just watched that like earlier this week. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
with them taking the the mental health approach and giving him like this 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 laugh disease of any time he felt uncomfortable or whatever, like he would laugh. Mm-hmm. And you know what I'm saying? Like it, it felt like they played on the Joker like a little bit too much. Like even though, like, but they PC'd it out too. With the, yeah, with that's the what I'm saying. Like now, if, has to. to me, I felt like if he would have did that, like had the the mental health approach, and then like in the midst of that, he was also like really killing people on purpose. That would have made more sense to me. Like but he was they too coy. Like, he was too coy in this one, though. It was like that. It's like it's, it's like they was trying to give reasoning to him, like showing him getting beat up for no reason. And he's like, "Why the world right. got to be like this?" And right, you know. And then he finally hit his breaking point when they beat him up on the on the train, and then he ended mm-hmm. up, you know, what I'm saying killing the dudes on the train. And then after that, he goes and he's like dancing and shit. So it was but like they was saying, like. like Go ahead. It was, yeah, it was just it, weird, bro. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So, like, yeah, I, I think the only thing that I'm trying to say is it's just, like, we don't have to take, like, the main villains mm-hmm. and keep it going. It's like, mm-hmm. because what, we, what we've what we noticed with, with Marvel, I know we on DC right now, but, you know, we talk Marvel, even you always say, like, look, a lot of the people that they chosen were, like, B and C characters. Yeah. And they blew them up. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like, maybe you could take some of these other villains, and maybe y'all could blow these ones up that wasn't... Maybe it didn't, you know, those additions didn't sell much, you know, in the, in the comic book world. Mm-hmm. But if you give it the right story, and, you know what I'm saying, that right it factor, then y'all could blow this character up. Because... What people are tired of seeing is Bruce Wayne as a kid, mom and dad get shot, and then, you know, Alfred, exactly. you know what I mean? Like, we're tired exactly. of seeing the same story. Exactly. So, and so one of the things that I think that, that could, like, even though Batman is, like, the, like the, when it comes to DC, like, he is keeping this place, like, afloat. Like, yeah, Superman oh, movies are doing well, but, like, it's really oh, no. the Batman it's only movies. one good Superman movie. Well, yeah, we talked about this man still. Yeah, that's so. It. But I think that the the Batman one is is one that's really really keeping it going, even though they're having success with the Suicide Squad and the Peacemaker, like all this new shit that they got coming out. Yeah. But I think that with maybe they should also take the approach of like, okay, look, we we've done the Riddler, we've done Joker. I don't know how many times. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Look, it, even bringing Bane into it, so. I think maybe they should use some more of these unknown villains that wasn't as big as like the Joker and, and like mm-hmm. shit like that. But one of the things that I did also enjoy when it came to this one was just the fact of Batman, you mentioned this on the coming soon, was he was young and he was angry. Yep. And I think that bringing that that the angry factor in there and then also him getting that I I guess like that reality check of his dad not being the man that he thought he was. Mm-hmm. And I think that that also threw a monkey wrench in there. And look they tried to do it with the Joker too. Mm-hmm. Um because Bruce Wayne they tried to say that that was he brothers. was the Joker's dad, but come to find out his mom, the Joker's mom was his uh, nanny or whatever, mm-hmm. not nanny, no, no, she was a mate, she was yeah. a mate and, but she was crazy and, you know, and she ended up adopting him, mm-hmm. so but I, I guess that one wasn't really that bad because I think it was just more like, like Bruce Wayne, well Thomas Wayne was more like a, it was like a rich douche really, like that's all he really was in the Joker mm-hmm. But in this one, like, no, like, this motherfucker actually was calling hits on people. Like, it's like, yeah. so I, I, how did you feel about that? Because I think that that gives it a whole different turn on Batman. I feel like that information mm-hmm. could change. I, I think that could fuck his rule up of like, okay, I, I do, I got this vow to not kill, but my dad caught hits. Mm-hmm. And it's like if he's willing to kill people, why am not? Why am I not willing to kill people? You know what I'm saying? 
That's, that's an interesting take, even though I think the route that they'll probably end up taking is because his dad was that way, then he's going to vow to be the man that his father couldn't be and blah, 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 right? Because we already know that Batman don't kill. It's only been one time Batman killed, and now it's in like a special comic, and now it's like on some like a different Earth type shit. So <clears throat> until they make that Batman, then that motherfucker is just going to be unfortunately knocking niggas out with no health insurance. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, I thought it was an interesting take on Thomas Wayne in this one, right? Because it wasn't necessarily that he was a bad guy. He just happened to be in a bad circumstance. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, In a situation like that, like guys like Thomas Wayne usually end up in a fucked up situation. You know what I'm saying? We found out that uh, Martha Wayne was, you know, um, uh apparently from the Arkham family. And if anybody knows the name Arkham, of course we all know the Arkham Asylum. So um yeah, it's supposed to be the two most known names in Gotham, right? So apparently Martha was a part of the Arkham family, ended up marrying Bruce Wayne, and then um the family covered up a lot of stuff. Apparently Martha has some issues because we never really hear about Martha Wayne. We always hear yep. about like Thomas Wayne. So yep. they, they, I think they took a very, very unique approach and basically bringing Martha Wayne into this as far as making her like this, like she was basically the, the centerpiece around this whole story because of the issues she had growing up and her family trying to cover it up, then, you know what I'm saying, Thomas Wayne falling in love with her and finding out about these things and then doing whatever he had to do to cover it up, you know what I'm saying, so she wouldn't be affected, so Bruce wouldn't be affected. And then because he made that decision, right, a bunch of other things, you know what I'm saying, kind of went down the way, and then he kind of basically just made a, a, a shitload of bad decisions. So, you know yeah. what I'm saying, he ended up working with Falcone, Ended up working with Maroney. Um, and then, you know what I'm saying? Like, he just basically got involved with the mafia or the mob or whatever they call them and got them the mob or whatever. So um, him him dealing with that and then him having to go through what he went through, you know what I'm saying? Getting the reporter killed and everything else, you know, that was a thing. Like, of course, nobody would have known, you know what I'm saying, anything about it. And then eventually him getting killed himself, you know what I'm saying, because of, is it Falcone or Falcone? I don't know how to pronounce it. I think it's Falcone it because they got an E at the end. Yeah, well, I mean, Falcone, Falcone, however they pronounce it in the movie. I, I usually hear Falcone, so that's why I'm saying Falcone. So for anybody that's like, it's Falcone, don't get mad at me. Get mad at the movie. <laughs> um, but yeah, so basically having to deal with him, you know what I'm saying, getting killed by him or whatever, and then um, having Bruce grow up to see a version of his dad that Alfred is giving him, right? Because remember when Alfred woke up in the hospital, he was basically was yeah. like, nigga, you lied to me. You know what I'm saying? You didn't tell me about all of these things. And this is something that the Riddler is revealing to him that he didn't even know. And so when you find out, when he finds all of this out and then him and Alfred have these conversations and, you know what I'm saying, he actually starts figuring out what's going on, then I think he kind of realized, especially when he had that talk with him, oh, I'm so sorry. John Turturro, man. I forgot that name, too. How could I forget? Listen, he played a great mafia boss in this movie. He did a great job playing Falcone or Falcone. Um, So, you know what I'm saying? Like him having that conversation with him in that moment, you know what I'm saying? As he was telling, you know what I'm saying, his version of the story to Bruce, in a sense, there was a lot of truth in there, but he kind of put a twist on it, you know what I'm saying, to kind of give himself a little leeway. But I thought it was, you know what I'm saying, interesting because this is really, like, the biggest link that he has to his father. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And then it comes, he comes to find out that his father is not as um, – is not as basically pure as he thought he was. And then not only that, come to find out, like, Falcone was Selena's dad, too. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, we had this weird thing where they tend to do in the Batman movies where it's like it's always some type of connection between Batman and whoever, you know what I'm saying, like he's involved with at the time. So, like, whether it be him and the Riddler being orphans or, you know what I'm saying, like, um, 
with the whole Joker thing, them both being outcast in the dark night, you know what I'm saying? Like it's always that kind of, you know what I'm saying? Like, connect, like I said, anytime he has like a, a enemy, it's always like a mirror of whoever he is in that movie. So I thought that was an interesting take, but yeah, I mean, I, I think that, you know what I'm saying? Like I said, they're going to probably make that the thing where he kind of doesn't want to be the man his father ended up being. So we, he might, he, you know what I'm saying? We ain't going to get the part where he's, you know what I'm saying? Off killing people. So, um, but the question I got for you, right. Um, with Robert Pattinson being Batman, like, I didn't think he was going to be a great Batman at all. Like when I first seen that pick, I was like, Oh, this shit is going to be trash. Cause the only thing I think of when I think of Robert Pattinson is Twilight and that nigga being Edward. So when you seen him as Batman, how did you feel? Like, were you impressed? Did you not like it? Like, what was your thought on that? <laughs> well, when I when I first heard it, um, I did not think. Well, the thing is, I knew he could be better than Ben Affleck. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that as of late, that was the worst pick that they have done. But I will tell you this though. Now, yes, when when you think of him, that obviously is going to be the first thing that pops up. But when I seen him, and I did a podcast about this on the 28 Minutes list, mm-hmm. when I seen him in this movie called Remember Me, mm-hmm. I saw some diversity there. So when I heard they was picking Robert Pattinson, I was like, you know what? After seeing Remember Me, I'm like, now he wasn't a superhero or anything like that. Right. He was just kind of like, he was just he basically. Just something different. Yeah, he showed something different. And I yeah. was like, I think that he may have the ability to to play this. And I was impressed. I was really impressed. I, but I didn't like the hairdo. Uh, that was, you know what I'm saying? It, it, it was it's just like, <laughs> yeah, man, it was just like, come on, man. You got to do something. You got to do something yeah. with hairdo. But then at the same time, I think his Batman voice was better than Kristen Bell. Like, Kristen Bell tried to do this deep voice thing. And it was just like, like he tried to do this deep oh, voice raspy oh, thing. I'm glad you brought that up. I'm glad you brought that up. First off, you're wrong. Christian Bell probably got the best Batman voice. Second, no, no. I hated his Batman voice because every time he talked to somebody with the Batman suit on, they tried to talk just like him. I get I get what you're saying, but and I thought about this, and I'm glad you brought this up. I think that what they was trying to do, I think this whole movie. It's like they tried to. It, it, this was the most mystery Batman that I've ever seen. Really, okay. and I and I think that with because like basically he's solving mysteries the whole time for number one, mm-hmm. and then everything is like secretive. And I yeah, think yeah, that yeah. I think what why it sounded like that was because it's like everybody was talking low because like they didn't want anybody else to hear. It's like everything was a secret in this movie. Everything was a saying. secret. Everything I was hated, a mystery. I hated. I don't know. That, bro. I when him and Jeffrey, when him and Jeffrey it. Wright was sitting at the in the building, uh, when they had to go up the elevator and they were sitting out like looking at the at the city, right? It was in mm-hmm. the building. Nobody was up there but them two. However, Jeffrey Wright insisted on aggressively whispering everything to Batman. <laughs> like, bro, what? there's no need for you to talk that way. But I think that, like, the darkness of this movie, I think that kind of, I think it kind of made it better. I'm going to tell you why. So check mm-hmm. this out. So anytime, oh, one thing I didn't fuck with. Mm-hmm. Well, they in Seattle. It rained every fucking day, dude. Man, I don't. Every I don't day know. it was I raining. I don't know where they was at, man. Okay. So, but it's it was just like, I'm like, why is it, it's like every scene is fucking raining. It's like, mm-hmm. what, what is this? And I think what they were trying to do, I think that they added this darkness. They even, now, they didn't well, have yeah, the that's same, the that's the theme of the movie. It's, it's, it's a noir film, yeah. Yeah, now, they didn't have, like, it's it's not the same as Christopher Nolan's darkness. His is different. Like, his movie is like, like a gloomy. Yeah, and it got kind of like a yeah. tint kind of a feel, but, but I think that with them trying to be as dark as they was, with them trying to turn this basically this Batman into a mystery detective type of thing. Mm-hmm. It's like everything was secretive. And I think that you don't want somebody 
like yelling in a dark mystery suspense I don't type want of thing. him yelling. I just want him talking but, the way that he talked throughout the movie when he wasn't talking to Batman. I Everybody get, else, I, this I nigga talk normal. He get to Batman, he's like, yeah, so uh, we got these guys, right? And then we got them. I'm like, dude, <laughs> you don't talk like that. James Gordon never talked like that. He never does none of this. Stop yeah, trying but, to be Batman. But James Gordon was never black either. That's not so, the point. That's not the point. I, I don't care because your, if your skin color changes, your voice ain't gonna change either, bro. We're not gonna do I that. Get, I get <laughs> what you're saying, but I, I think I think now this is just my opinion. I feel like the reason why everything was kind of like whispery was because it was just. I think it kind of went around. I think it went around with the flow of what the director yeah. wanted. I yeah, think yeah. that he wanted it to 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 feel that way, even but the way was, that it. But it was only when Batman was in the scene, like they didn't talk like that any other time. Like even in the club when he was talking to Penguin, Penguin start talking like that, bro. That's what I'm trying to tell you. That's exi- this is exactly what I'm trying to tell you. Like, what? Go back and watch this again. I'm, every time you see this nigga talking to somebody one on one in the Batman costume, they are trying to talk like Batman. I promise you. I don't know if it was something on set where they just was doing it like as a joke or whatever. But every time they talk to this dude one on one in that suit, everybody start like aggressively whispering. Man, like the more and more, I look, we're gonna have to be on the opposite side of this one, man, because I thought I thought it was kind of dope. Now, I, I, I felt what you was talking about because when you said something about it, yeah, then I started paying attention to it, yeah. So, I, I, I think, <laughs> I, think they, I think they, I think, I think they made a point of it to be that way, though. Yeah, I, I felt like, but I, I wasn't mad at it, man. I really, I really wasn't, man. But I want to go back to a point that you had made that you kind of mm-hmm. glossed over a little bit. The point that Falcone or Falcone or whatever end up being Selena Kyle's dad. Yeah, that was an interesting twist. And and the fact that he ended up killing her mom as well. Yep. So and I think that adding like these different side stories because I think that I think a way to take film to the next level is you like the side characters. You you have to get deep into these side characters as well, mm-hmm. and I think that for us getting the background of the Riddler like we did, for us getting the background of um, Falcone when he was dealing with um, Thomas Wayne, mm-hmm. to get the background of Martha finally, yeah. to, to find out that she's actually uh, Arkham, and then you find out like, oh, okay, so this is why there is an Arkham Asylum. This is why there's a huge ass uh um uh, what's his last name? Uh, Wayne building because mm-hmm. they were the founding families, like there was the two mm-hmm. founding families of Gotham. So for them to get into the background and to have you not really just focus on Batman, I thought that that was one of the things that was great about this movie and what took it to that next level for me. Because like you said. For you, this was like around five or six for you. Yeah, and then definitely. like the more the more I like when I watched it and the more and more I thought about it and the information that was given out and how they took a different approach by by making the Riddler like cause this is the thing. When you hear like, yo, the penguin, you're like, oh, he's gotta be the man. Like, no, mm-hmm. like the Riddler. Is really the main focus in this one, mm-hmm. and he and the penguin was more of a side character. Like he wasn't even the man. His own building, like Falcone right. was the man. Like he didn't even step up yet. So I thought that that was a lot of the things that made it dope, and that's why for me, I got it sitting at the three slot. Okay, but give I, me the first two then. See, th- th- this is the thing. Dark Knight and and Rises, yo, both of them to me is is just, but but you know I I think I think cinema wise I like Rises better. Me too. I think but, Rises is my favorite Batman. But I think what it is is I think that the Heath Ledger performance was so fucking mm-hmm. good mm-hmm. that. Sometimes I want to put it above that one, mm-hmm. but in all actuality, Rises was better. Um, so I would go Rises, and then the regular Dark Knight, and I would probably go this one, and then I would probably go 
Batman Returns, and then Batman um, with uh, with Michael Keaton. Okay, like, same five, like, same five movies, different order though. I agree wholly with you on the on the movies, but different order. So I go Rises, I go Dark Knight, I go Batman, Batman Returns, and then I go The Batman. See, it, yeah, I mean, look, look, I get it. Like, well, we're on the same page of, of Batman, but I just yeah. felt that. I just felt that this one now I think that people overblown it. And I think that because I think coming off of that low of, of having Ben Affleck, the, the bat, you know, if him being the last Batman and, and bringing in Robert Pattinson, and then like, mm-hmm. there are some people who kind of overhype Robert Pattinson. So I kind of went into it, not hoping that it was that good. Actually to me, he's the third best Batman. The thing is, it's kind of hard to, because we got two out. Well, we got two out of Keaton. We got three out of Kristen Bell. Mm-hmm. What? Clooney on one out of Val Kilmer. One out of Val Kilmer. One out of George one. Clooney. One so, out of ben yeah. Affleck. No, two out of Ben Affleck. Two. two and out then of ben you Affleck. got Adam West. So yeah, okay, we we get throw them there, but I I think that the success of this one. But I, Real quick though, Affleck is the fourth best Batman. Okay, but but because I, and and the reason that he is right, it's not because of playing the Batman. It's the fact that he's playing the older version of Batman. Like people don't realize that in that movie he's playing an old Batman. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he had gray hair and everything. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, people forget that he's not, like, people, because a lot of people try to compare him to the Christian Bale Batman. I'm like, those are two different Batmans. You can't do that. Like, this is the first time we actually see an old Batman. You mean with Affleck? Yeah. Yeah. True, true. But I I just felt that when when I think of Ben and the things that he was successful at, it was just like, I don't see you. Like, even, even when he played Daredevil, like, I just trash. I just don't think like this is his lane. I think he's really good at a yeah. Like I, I I don't think that like this is his stuff. Like I think a lot of the movies that he got a new movie coming out. I tagged you in it the other day. I, yeah, I seen it. It's gonna be fire. Um, I could see him being like Hal Jordan, Green Lantern. Because he don't necessarily have like a real personality, like, and I think that's why when people watch the Green Lantern with Ryan Reynolds, like they 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 said it was so trash because Ryan Reynolds brought to me, in my opinion, too much personality to the Green Lantern, mm-hmm. and the Green Lantern is not that guy. He's like a real strict, solid, straightforward guy. So like he's not like like to me like Ryan Reynolds if he was to do anything like his personality would better suit the Flash. I see. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Spot <laughs> four. Spot four. But I I think that but you know with, with Robert Pattinson being the guy I think that everybody went into it already having high expectations mm-hmm. and I think that mine was kind of mellow because I felt that he did. He did a really good job. Yeah, he he didn't know he did an amazing job. I was very impressed with him being Batman. Oh no, I was talking about intended. I was, oh, like, intended. I was yeah, yeah. He, he yeah, well, like for for the screen time that he got. Yeah, he did do a good job. Yeah, and and I think that with me seeing the movie, remember me, I think that I was like, okay, he's capable of doing this. But listen, I, look, I'm not mad at it, man. But I think what really did it for me was the darkness of it. Mm-hmm. And the storyline, mm-hmm. I felt sure. that they really, really, really got in depth with all the things that I said earlier about giving us the backstory of all mm-hmm. these other characters. Yeah, and I, I think that the Riddler doing what he was doing, it wasn't a Joker type thing. Everything he did made sense. Yeah, to him. I mean, like, yeah, yeah like at, at the end of the day, it was jealousy, but. Mm-hmm. It made sense though, the mm-hmm. way that the way that they drawed it out and how his plans was going exactly the way that he wanted it to go, and he kept saying, "Bring the the, the whatever into the light." I forgot how they how mm-hmm. they put it, and then for Falcone 
to be laying in the light. You know what I'm saying? Like, come yeah. on, man. Like the way they brought that back, yeah. that shit was dope, man. Yeah. I, I think I think they did a really good job, man. Um, as a matter of fact, fuck the bullshit. Yo, shout out to Matt Reeves. Mm-hmm. Um big shout out to Matt Reeves too, because that that was a beautifully shot movie and well directed as well. Well, he was one of the writers. There was three writers, but now my phone going slow as hell, so I'm trying to get the other names for you, but I don't know what's going on. But anyway, I know Matt Reeves was he was the director, but he also was one of the writers. Yeah. And uh uh oh, Peter uh Peter Craig. The they were the writers, the other people were just the people that created it. Mm-hmm. So uh, those were the two people that wrote it. But like, man, they did they did a great job, man. I, yeah. I like the way I, I look. I I love the way they did it, man. You even turned me around on on the hat, not the hat, but the the headgear of of, of Slim the Cow. Uh, Cow. Oh yeah, for sure. I'm, I'm like, telling now, you, man. Like that's a that's a very interesting way to bring that in, like because. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think that a lot of this stuff was very significant of each character, right? So for her to dress in all black, of course, do everything else. But for her to have a leather mask, to me, never made sense. Because you've never seen a fucking cat burglar with the leather mask. you always seen them with a ski mask on. So for them to give her a half ski mask that covered her face with the ears on it, I'm like, that's yeah, that's dope. Like, that makes sense. She's a, She's a cat burglar. Yeah, and then also I think it makes sense with, with, with Robert Patterson being the young Batman. Maybe that's mm-hmm. why he just basically had a charger and a regular motorcycle. Because yeah. I think that the one, like this is uh, probably a mid to late 20s Batman. I think Christian yeah. Bell was the mid yeah. 30s Batman. Definitely. And, and Ben Affleck was the 40s. Like, yeah, late 40s. Yeah, so then when you look at it that way, that even make it make more sense. So I, mm-hmm. I think that probably when they come out with the next one, it might not just be, you know what I'm saying, a souped up Dodge Challenger. You know I'm saying? Be something totally different. That's what I'm saying. Like, so I, I think, yeah. I, I think they did a good job, man. I ain't mad I do at too. it. I do too. You ready to get into the fire flames? Yes, sir. All right. Yoga fire. Yoga flame. All right, so it's on you, Brody, man. What did you, you know what I'm saying? I know you've been giving it praise so far. Continue, man. What do you think? What's your rating? Well, with, with the praise that I've been giving it, man, With and then, yo, shout out to fucking Colin Farrell, yo. That shit, and the makeup artist who did didn't this even, shit. Yeah, people didn't even know that was him. Yo, if I didn't know. Oh, like also, I, big shout out to him, too, because HBO Max doing the show on him. On the penguin. That look, he he's gonna kill it. I think he mm-hmm. did a phenomenal job, man. Mm-hmm. Um, so shout out to Colin Farrell, shout out to the makeup artist because mm-hmm. that shit didn't look nothing like him. Not and then all. you already know, you know what I'm saying? He's a British dude. So we you hardly a lot of people don't even know what the fuck he even sound like. Because yeah, pretty yeah. much we every no, movie. No, I think he's he Australian. Oh one of them, he got an accent. Put it that way. Yeah, he yeah, got an accent. He, he never, he never uses it unless he's talking. Mm-hmm. Like even a lot of the movies that he play, he always yep. play like an American, basically. Yep. So, um, so yeah, man. So shout out to him. I, I think with the storyline and everything that they did, it. Even, look, listen. I'm trying not to go overboard, and I felt as long as it was, I felt it needed to be, because yeah, we already sure. seen. When it came to the Justice League, even though I don't think it really helped it, um, like they they cut it short and then mm-hmm. Jack Snyder come out and just added everything that they cut out and just said it was a new movie and shit. Yeah. But <laughs> but I think that we needed it to be as long as it was because of how dark it was, and I mm-hmm. think that the reason why it was raining all the time, I think that just added to the darkness. Yeah. So um. I know that I gave both of the Dark Knights a five. So I'm going to keep my word, man, and I'm going to give it a 4.5. Mm, okay. I'm, I'm going to um, give it a 4.5. That, interesting. Um, so for me, I uh, I enjoyed the story. I enjoyed the characters. Um, costumes, 
I liked them except for the Riddlers. You know what I'm saying? I, I thought they could have did a little bit better with that one. Um, to me, man, I, I enjoyed this movie. For it to be almost three hours long, I was entertained the whole time. Um, I was I was focused on it because this is not really one of those ones where you got to like really pay attention or you'll miss something. But it's so good that you want to pay attention. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, it's one of those things that you don't really want to take your eyes off of it because you don't really know what's going to happen next. Um, but I thought Robert Pattinson was a great Batman. I thought Selena, uh, I thought Zoe Kravitz did a great job playing Catwoman. Um, once again, Colin Farrell did a great job. Um, the Riddler, uh, I re- like I said, I really didn't care for him that much. But um, Jeffrey Wright did a great job playing James Gordon. And then, of course, man, John Turturro, bro, another hats off to him. I think he did a great job playing Falcone. Um, I'm going I'm going for, though. You know what I'm saying? Um, I think that with it being a noir film and making it, you know what I'm saying, like those old private eye movies, I think that was a brilliant take on Batman. But outside of that, man, it's it's just – it's not a five to me only because like it wasn't it, it for me it wasn't enough action i thought that that like i said that scene in the in the hallway or whatever when everything go dark and then you just see a bunch of shooting i thought that was beautiful like that was the most brilliant scene mm-hmm. i've seen in the movie in a long time but it wasn't enough for that for me but outside of that man like i said i'm giving it a four i think they did it intentional I think I think, so I think I think they did it to where like we're not gonna make this action fact, but I think right. what they're doing is they're setting it up for the next one to be. Like I think this was more of a detective type of Batman, mm-hmm. but I think the next one that they come out with is gonna be more action in, in the next one. I hope so. You know what I'm saying? I think, I think we're gonna it, see that'll be dope. I think we're gonna see no more blowing up shit because like really the only shit the only time we really see stuff getting blown up is in the car crash I'm not the car crash, but the car chase. Well, with, with when, the and then when he had the what's the name on his uh, neck, when he had the bomb on his neck too, when he beat yeah. the DA. So it was like it was it wasn't a lot of that. But what what I like about that though is, and this is why I get this was why I put it at point five is because they didn't make this movie necessarily for the young crowd, like millennial mm-hmm. type of reasons. And I'm gonna tell you why because a lot of people. Like the reason something like the Fast and the Furious has been going as long as it has, mm-hmm. there's a lot of, you know what I'm saying, flash in the pan shit. There's a lot of explosives, there's oh a lot of speed. God. There's a lot of, you know what I'm saying? No, but they, with this the one, reason Fast and the Furious is, is going because they make these movies more and more ridiculous every time they come out with one. That, that's what I'm saying. This nigga, with, this nigga drove a, a Ford Escort. Into space. <laughs> this motherfucker said a full There's no way, bro. It's just just the stuff they're doing was just stupid, bro. This nigga had a Ford Escort magnetized to a rocket and was maneuvering it. I'm like, come on, bro. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Funny. Bro. That is fucking <laughs> hilarious. They ain't made Ford Escorts in like nineteen eighty nine or some shit. Um, my mama had two of them bad boys back yeah. in the day. Um, but. No, I'm just saying they they really use like their mind. Like they mm-hmm. didn't use flash in the pan shit to keep you interested. Like right. like this movie, I think that with this one, this was more of that 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 more of a, like a slow burn to where you, like you have to pay attention. Mm-hmm. I think they did that intentional. And mm-hmm. I think that this this Batman even though it was a younger version, I think mm-hmm. it was a mature version. Yeah. If that makes sense. So yeah, man, I fuck with it. Yeah, man. So um Yeah, man, that's that that's it, bro. Um Yeah, we ain't got yeah, this is an emergency episode. Yeah, we ain't we ain't got to know coming shit. soon. Y'all know we doing the snowfall pod, man. So that'll be the next episode. Um but you know what I'm saying? We had to get this one out because of course, man, it's the Batman big movie. Um, and then it was a, it was it was good at that. That's one of the things that you can't glance over. You know what I'm saying? You mm-hmm. got to cover the good ones when they when they deserve baby flowers. So um, yeah, man, y'all already know. Hit us up on the socials on IG and Twitter at Viewer Pod, Facebook VA Pod Watch Group. Hit me up on Twitter at Schools Bronson and on TikTok at Schools Bronson TV. 
Yeah, y'all can hit me up at s.foster8 on Instagram and Twitter at 28 Minutes or Less Pie on IG. Check out that last episode, episode 77 of the uh, 28 Minutes or Less podcast that I did with Tyrone Collins. Uh, so uh, that's all I got right now, man. That's what's up, man. Um, thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you guys for listening, especially on the, you know what I'm saying, on the last minute joint. You know what I'm saying? We had to hurry up and put this one together, but we appreciate you guys for tuning in. And like they say in Hollywood, man, that's a wrap. Cut.